Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Curious, a podcast where we want to create diversity in thought without creating division in community. I am your co-host, Matt Fisher. I'm the care pastor here at Hill City, where we are recording this episode of the podcast, and I'm here with my co-host, head pastor, head dude of Hill City Church, Mr. John Wagler. Wags, what's going on? Oh, Nothing. No, I mean, no, no political trauma. Everything's no, fine. No, everything's good. <laughs> You're just like just the dog. Rolling right through 2020. The dog in the burning office meme. Easiest year ever. This is fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. Um, I was talking to somebody this morning, and uh, I was talking about how, like, a lot of source of anxiety for people is big transitions and like you constantly feel like you're trying to do that trick where you pull the tablecloth without like knocking the dishes over yeah and like the good thing about 2020 is that uh it just came along and broke all the dishes so <laughs> yeah, it's just, no need to be gentle no, just let it go <laughs> just, just let it fly yeah it's been crazy yeah how have you been so we're recording this on the uh 11th Mm-hmm. Um, of November, so the election has happened, um, and we're still trying to figure. It. So the the race has been called for Joe Biden mm-hmm. um, by the Associated Press, and now um, we are in what I think isn't surprising anybody, which is like this weird no I transitional mean, phase. Yeah, I mean, like the, everyone talked about this happening. Yeah, it was just how two would months it before the election. right. Yeah. yeah, how would it happen? Yeah. Um, and so that's where we are. We're sort of in limbo. What has your life been like since November the, what was voting day? The fourth? Third. Third. Yeah. <laughs> November the third. Yeah. You know, I think it's been interesting. I, I, I've i taken a larger break from social media mm-hmm. uh, because I was just found myself getting upset or I mean, upset. I was just like so annoyed at both sides of things and getting frustrated and then seeing Christians post certain things that I knew mm. that I, that I, I just I had to get a break cause I felt it wasn't good for my heart. Mm-hmm. And, and so I don't know, there's like a space of in the midst of all the annoyance and frustration and all the things that seem overwhelming and all that, I, there is also kind of this cool sense of hope um, that has nothing to do with politics, mm-hmm. but there's this, I don't know. I just, I take a step back in all of this and the only thing I can think of is my gosh, we are one lost country. Mm. And, and so when I think through scripture, when I think through just church history and all that stuff and some of like the coolest revival moments and all that, there's always this, uh, partnership of prayer, a small grouping of people who take (laughs) Jesus seriously, the remnant, the remnant. And, and then a, area of super lost people mm. and so i i don't know i'm like my gosh it certainly feels like we're living in that i know mm. like a lot of revivals and I, I know it's a super christianese term but i know a lot of those things happen in smaller areas you know might have been like man these 36 people did this and mm-hmm. like 1400 people whatever and i get it we're talking 330 million people mm. you know in our country but i don't know it just feels like there's something there like it feels like God's doing a big old pruning in many different ways. And uh, we're even seeing it in like, I don't know, it's not just politics that's out of control and lost. It's like even like the churches, like we're seeing like more and more pastors lose their minds, their minds and losing their jobs and making terrible moral decisions and all of that. So I just feel like 
I don't know. Like you could get down on everything, but I really do think there's some really cool, hopeful things that could happen. Yeah, it definitely feels like something's happening, and I Correct. think for yeah. us, it's sort of a um, a byproduct of living in the first world where you all. I mean, like terrible things happen in this country every mm-hmm. day, but like by merit of where we are in the global scale of things, you're sort of removed from, um, you know, stuff like machete raids in Uganda (laughs) or you know whatever um the everyday struggle of like how bad humanity can get and so along I mean there's comfort in that but along with that comes a sense of like unreality like things happen other places and it definitely feels like something's happening here now like we are not we are no longer it was the same thing after 9-11 where it was like there was an aspect of it of like oh my god I can't believe this is happening here but there's also a piece of it that's like this happens in a lot of places and now it's happening to us. Yeah. And now we're like no longer up on cloud nine about everything. Yeah. Um, and that's not always a good or a happy feeling, but it is at least a feeling of reality of like, this is happening. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, something is happening. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like everything's just like out of joint. Right. You know, like there's um, like, I actually have like a little shoulder problem right now. My, sure. Right. <laughs> my right shoulder. Tense. And, um, and so what happens is like on your, on your ball joint of your shoulder, it's like a, a golf ball on a tee. Mm-hmm. And if you do too many things on the front side of your shoulder, like too many push exercises, mm-hmm. it rolls the ball forward. Mm-hmm. And so um, what happens is you get pain in your shoulder and your shoulder might slump and it's not operating in the proper way and it gets more and more painful. And, but you need something else to do like different exercise to pull the ball back to get mm. it to the right place. And and so I feel like we've been doing a lot of bench pressing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in in our in our society for so long and everything's just been hurting, but we're trying mm. to just push through with the same stuff over and over and over again. And finally it's just like it's done. My yeah. my body's done. Mm-hmm. And so we need something to repair it. We need the rowing machine. Let me <laughs> we need to <laughs> row a little bit. Um yeah, and I think for social media, it's funny. Um I have learned in this season that social media is kind of like a dream. Um, you get so wrapped up in it that you think it's it's yeah. like, and it's not that it's not reality, but you get so wrapped up in it that you can't wake yourself up. And then if anybody's ever had a lucid dream, it's crazy because you realize you're dreaming yeah. and then you can kind of do anything. <laughs> There's like just these moments where I'll be so down or stressed out or whatever about social, you know, what I'm seeing on my Twitter feed or my Instagram. And then I suddenly have this moment of like, I could just not. <laughs> This is so weird. Right. I could just like I could just not know this stuff. I could yeah. just not be privy to this stuff and just yeah. shut it down. And I think sometimes we need that. I know. It's uh you know, even like in this four years of Trump, whether someone liked his policies or not, I you know, that's whatever. But I think everyone well, should have been. I don't I don't understand how anyone if you're a Christian, I don't I you have no basis to support that person as a person. Mm. Like zero. Mm-hmm. Now, policies are, is a different discussion, mm-hmm. but as a person. And I, the more I just kind of look at him as a person and his Twitter feed and all this other stuff, I'm like, you know, in the end, he is who he is, but he is a symptom of a larger cultural problem. That He's a culmination mm-hmm. of left, right, center of our country mm-hmm. that has, like, he happened because... Oh, for sure. Like of kind of who we are collectively. Yeah. Right. You know, and so I know people get so pissed for different reasons at him and I get it. But like, but at the same time, you got to step back, even if you're like the most liberal person mm. and it, you still have to look at this whole thing and be like, well, hold on a second. He also represents the like liberal, like, do you know what I mean? Like there's the mm. divisiveness, the anger, the 
the lack of community and unity, like all those things. Like mm-hmm. there's just, I feel like he just embodied kind of where our culture was. And that's true of is. any, and that's yeah. true of any bad leader, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like Hitler wouldn't have, like if Germany had been fine after World War One and totally reconstructed itself and the economy had been fine and everything and there had been no proliferation of anti-Semitism way before Dude Man ever yeah. came into power, he would have never People happened. like, no, that's, we're not doing it that. It wasn't like everything was fine and he suddenly by force yeah. came along and ruined everything. Like that's just kind of how it is. Like yeah. the leader is is uh, a symptom of like a larger cultural yeah. issue. Yeah, like even with like Biden winning and Kamala Harris being, like, which I think is so cool. Like mm-hmm. even like, you know, we were talking with our kids just about how cool it is that Kamala is the vice president yeah. and what that means and mm-hmm. how significant it is for women and people of color and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like that is like, I don't care where you stand. Like it's super cool. Like yeah. that we get, I mean, I think about, I, I remember just like when Obama won, I was like, this is so dang cool that yeah. we're live during this, you know? And I feel the same way about this. Um, and then I, but you, so I'm excited for that part. Again, policies aside, I'm excited for that part. Mm-hmm. But then there's like a part of me that quickly reverts to like, okay, we've got all these symptoms and all these problems of who we are that have culminated in what we've had recently. And we're trying, and I get the excitement, but we can't have like a human solution to a spiritual problem. Mm. You know what I mean? And so I think even, yes, there might be a little writing in the culture of our country and like people coming down a little bit and stuff like that. But I still think we can't ignore that there's a massive spiritual problem that we're trying to solve with human, mm. <laughs> with human answers yeah. right now. So today what we're going to do is, you know, we're trying our best to like wrap this thing up so we can move on. Um, not with our lives necessarily because we have a long conversation road to hoed, but just like, yeah, for the podcast to have talked yes. about different stuff. Correct. Um, so today what we're going to do is basically just ask a simple question and we don't have a guest or anything. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really just two guys take on it for whatever that's worth. And if you're, I don't know, we're 50 some odd episodes in, we assume you're here for our thoughts <laughs> at some, at some point. Um, <clears throat> We're just going to ask, so what do we do now? What yeah. what can we do? I think the question is, what can we do to heal? And so what I want to do is, John, I want to ask you that question. And then when you're done answering, I want you to ask me that question. Yeah. And um, if nothing else, I think a big part of podcasting um, and listening to podcasts and maybe content in general, but like is sometimes it's to learn. So you may tune into this podcast and like learn a thing. I know there's podcasts I listen to where like I am here to learn sure. how this works. Yeah, totally. Um, there's pod- some co- podcasts that are just like time killers. Like, hey, I want to hear these two guys talk about movies or, or comic books or sports or whatever. And then there's like sort of an in-between. I think that that's where we fall, where it's like you may learn stuff on here um, and may like get new perspective. But also there's an aspect of it that's just like we just want people to feel less alone. Like yeah. we just want people to feel like um, okay, someone else is thinking about it. <laughs> you know, yeah, someone totally. someone else is going through this too. Yeah. Not necessarily that John or I's take is like the hot take that we should go with in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And I think, you know, I was actually just in a meeting this morning with someone and we were, this person brought up the, like our vibe as a church is like, which was very attractive to him was like, you know what? The fact that you guys can just talk about things mm. whatever those things are mm. and and willing to put it all out there and it, it's cool to be in a church that we kind of have that vibe of like you know what? we're just all process processing these things together yeah. and you know what 
we'll get it wrong sometimes. We'll get it right. Hopefully more than that. And we'll, but we'll do it all together, you yeah. know, and the, and, and so there is that element. For yeah. Sure. And, and it's a big question that's being asked right now, even as we were waiting for like those last sta- <clears throat> states to be called, mm-hmm. th- I noticed the, the, the media narrative or like the shifting to, okay, whatever happens, what do we do now? Like, what, how do we heal? Yeah. Like, because no matter who wins, there's still a massive rift in this country Correct. now. Yeah. Um, and we're more divided than we ever have been. If anything, that's what, I mean, voting in record numbers. So yep. more people voted than ever. And the votes were all close. It yeah. wasn't, everyone was saying it was going to be a landslide and it was not. Yeah, it is not. Close. Yeah. Um, so everyone's asking, what? so what do we do to heal um, no matter who's president yeah. now. Um, so, John, uh, what do we do to heal as a nation? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and answer it. Yeah, go ahead and answer that. Well, of course, I would, you know, I just want to, we are coming from a faith-based perspective sure. on this, yeah. of course. And and so I don't want to get into the weeds, you know, in terms of non-faith-related things. But I think, you know, when, when President-elect Biden came and had that part, that line in his first speech of like, it's time for us to heal. Mm. You know, I actually paused for a second because I thought to myself, that sounds good, but how do you do that when 71 million people said that they did not want what you were offering? Mm -hmm. And pretty adamantly so. Mm. You know, in the reverse is even more true, right? Like there's 76 million or 77, however many it ended Mm -hmm. up being, said, the other way and then you had a few million in the middle yeah. <laughs> you know whatever but um i started thinking a lot about that because you know the truth is is that the divided language and the hurtful things that have been happening on both sides of everything you know there's been just as much hate spewed left or right mm-hmm. you know my perspective but when i started thinking about okay from a christian's perspective what does it mean to heal i practically speaking i would I would encourage everyone to take a Sabbath from social media. Hmm. Um, and I would, and I don't care if it's, I, I would say at a minimum, a couple of weeks, you know, and then, but some may have to do it longer. Hmm. And um, I think that would be uh, a very good start to just be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm taking a break from all of this and I need to take a break and be very specific about uh, reallocating your time to saying instead of every time I want to hit Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, uh, instead of that, I'm going to spend time in meditation and prayer. I'm going to all that time I've spent reading articles or people's opinions. I want to spend that reading scripture. I want to spend, you know, we infuse our minds with so many different things and memorize what people are saying in speeches or whatever. And we lack the ability to have scripture to pull back from or pull from. And so I think having taking a Sabbath, reinvesting our time uh, in daily practices and daily meditation and um, daily gratitude would be another one. If you don't have ways to express daily gratitude, get them Mm -hmm. um, because that becomes a a really big uh, shift in our mindset of how we're viewing each day. And um, and then the other thing I would say, again, practically speaking, is um, it really examining, you know, Paul talks about testing ourselves in self-examination a lot when he writes in the New Testament. And of course, Jesus does, too. And um, taking some time to 
I feel like the self-clarity piece in the midst of this is massive mm-hmm. because I think you have to figure out why did you get to this angry place that you were? <laughs> you know, why did um, why did you allow yourself to go down this road? Why did you buy into this? Why did you just lump yourself in? Why are you so upset or or overly excited right now? You know, like I think uh, you've heard me say this a couple of times that our our emotions will mirror our trust in God in the midst of this. And so if you're like unbelievably excited on cloud nine, I would say you've got too much hope in mm-hmm. <laughs> politics. But if you're like bummed out and pissed like all the time and you're like you're just disgruntled and you're bitter towards people, I'm like, you've got too much hope in politics. And so I think having some time to really deal with our emotions and paying attention to them and naming them and all those things and spending some time I, to me, it has to start there because a collective healing can only start with individuals investing in what that looks like for their own life. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that becomes pivotal uh, for us as Christians in particular to take a step in that direction and really reexamining, I would say, one other practical thing, and then we'll get your perspective too. Mm-hmm. Um, I would spend more time reading Jesus than I ever have before. Mm. I, I would just say that I am, I am sick and tired of people cherry picking verses of the Bible to justify insane perspectives and ignoring what Jesus actually taught. Mm. And, um, and that's happening all the time in Christian circles. And so if we want to be a source of healing in the midst of this, then we have to be people who actually follow what Jesus taught. Yeah. Read the story. Like, yeah. remember the story. Yeah. That, and Christmas time is a great time to do that, right? Yeah. And literally, like, I don't care if you just read Matthew chapter 5, chapter 6, and chapter 7, and you do that every freaking day for the next yeah. year, eventually that stuff's going to sink in, and you're going to start saying, like, oh, that's not loving my enemy, or I'm not being a peacemaker, or... I'm not humble at all, or I didn't turn the other cheek or, you know, like all these different things. And so I think, I think reinvesting in that. What about for you? What do you think in terms of healing, what would be helpful? So when I ask myself, what can we do to heal? Um, And I think of it on the macro, like as a nation, Mm -hmm. I think the answer is we we're there's nothing we can do to heal. Um, I think that a big problem in our nation, in our culture is we tend to think that everything is like a bruise or a cut, but sometimes um, you lose an arm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you wake up from a car accident and you can't walk anymore. Um, and I think about, so you and I both got the news of Biden, of them calling it for Biden in the middle of a funeral. Right. Of our friend yeah. Mike. Um, and, you know, to honor him a little bit, um, he he was a guy who part of the way through his life, way too young, had a, a terrible stroke mm-hmm. and, you know, woke up one day and his body didn't work like it used to. Um, and I think about, there are a lot of people in our community and just like in my life, like you think about those people who weren't born with a disability, but were granted one by some sure issue. And they have uh, to think about um, that and him and the strength and the ingenuity and the hope that it takes to say, I probably won't ever walk again, but I'm going to figure out how to have to relearn how to go to the bathroom 
how to put your shirt on, mm-hmm. how to drive, how to get to the movies. Um, if you just wake up that next morning after that terrible stroke or that car accident and you just say, I'm fine, all you're going to do is continuously fall out of bed trying to walk and you're just going to get discouraged and you're going to get worse. You know, your psychology is going to get worse. Yeah. Your spirit's going to get worse. So I think that the an- for me, the answer to what does this nation do to heal, it's accept that this is one of those things that we're permanently changed. Sure. And that we need to learn how to get dressed again. Um, mm. We need to new, learn a new way how to how to get our clothes on. We yeah. need to learn a new way. We need to to re-rig our car so that we can use the use our hands for to accelerate. Yeah. We need to figure out new ways to get upstairs or to get to an elevator. Um, and to realize that that doesn't make us less. Like we would never, I don't know, maybe this is progressive talk, but like <laughs> you would never, a good person, you don't look down on somebody with a disability. You don't see them as less, I would hope. Sure. If anything, you see them as more. Like more. this is a person who. No doubt. You know, think about like Stephen Hawking. Like the dude had ALS. He, he could barely communicate. He was still one of the most brilliant and continue to contribute. It wasn't just that he was brilliant at home. Yeah. He like continued to teach people about physics and like put forth stuff into the, and our friend Mike, like continue to help people, continue to be a leader, um, continue to thrive despite having, you know, what some would consider to be like, have something taken away from him. And I think that we really need to come to grips with that. Um, and maybe that's pessimistic. I don't know. But to me, it's very hopeful. It's mm-hmm. like, yes, we can still do great things as a, as a, society as a church the church we the (laughs) this we're never going to forget this like sure no more than we did the crusades or the whatever that everybody brings up we're not gonna and not just this four years but like this time Mm -hmm. like chattel slavery and jim crow were not a really bad cut or a broken bone like they were a debilitating thing and we're now learning like again how to put our clothes on yeah um uh, you know, Vietnam was not like a thing that we got over or that we healed from. It was like a thing that really winged us and we had to figure it out. And I think that this is one of those things. And that's, I think a big thing that I want people to take away from this is like, um, or at least that I'm going to take away from this is that like things are different now. They're not going to, if you're hoping for things to get better, or, or I'm sorry, things will get better. If you're hoping for things to go back, go back, yeah, to w- to what it was before 2016, like yeah. it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, things will never go back to how they were on, um, you know, November 10th, 2001. Yeah, <laughs> like we just have to figure it out now, and we have to pull together and and do that. And the only way we can really do that, and I think that this is where, um, the spiritual and the the biblical aspect comes into it, is like hope. If you get up and you don't have any hope, you're not going to go to the rehab to learn to use the wheelchair. If you don't have any hope, you're not going to continue to teach your physics class despite the fact that you have to communicate through a uh, through typing on a on a voice box. Um, And so we have to find our hope so that we can figure out how to live life now as a nation. Yeah. um, With with a a wound that's not necessarily going to heal in in the in the same way that. Yeah. You know, it would if it was a more superficial wound. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I think that's just that's just been going through my head. And I think especially like getting the news while celebrating Mike's life and like what he was about and thinking about other friends, like other friends and members of our community who 
something happened and, and their life was changed forever and they're still doing great stuff. Yeah. Like not great stuff for somebody with a disability, great stuff for Just anyone, in general, like in yeah. generally doing great stuff despite having, you know, additional challenges. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's kind of, I know that was the, you gave the more pastoral <laughs> <laughs> thing. And I think everything you said like goes into that, right? Sure, like taking totally. breaks, for, like working on ourselves, um, getting into contemplation and, and like stillness and learning how to, what is your relationship to God and to creation and to your neighbor and to the teachings of Jesus outside of the movement of social media and the movement of the political cycle and all, you know, being still, what does stillness look like? I think a hundred percent getting off social media. That's part of that, the, the bigger thing. Yeah. Lear, learning a new way. I mean, yeah. like, I think that's the, that that's what you're saying, which I think is really great because it's a, it's gotta be a shift in mindset. You know, in Mike's funeral, they had that line. Um, I don't know if he said it or if it came from someone cause it wasn't attributed to anyone, but it said, uh, life is really hard. And then it said underneath that. Yeah. But compared to what? Right. You know? And so I remember seeing that pass through there and I was like, Man, that's a really good quote. I don't know if he said that or if someone else did to him or whatever, if that became a life motto. I mean, I did hear him say that one time. So I don't know if that was his his line or not. But, you know, spending time with Mike, too. And and I think it was cool finding that out. I actually was on a break from social media for a few days. And so, like, Joe actually turned to me and, like, showed me his watch. But finding that out in the midst of that funeral was actually pretty cool because, you know, it. I'm like, okay. But, like what we were doing in that moment was greater. Right. <laughs> you know, and Good so perspective. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know. I just gave like a different kind of perspective to go off of and build. And, and I think you're right. I think it's a, it's gotta be a total shift in our perspective and mindset in the midst of, um, of all this stuff. Mm. And, um, we don't want to patch up what was there. You know, we, we really have to move in a different direction and learn how to do everything and a new and that's what like it says in Isaiah what is it 43 where you know he's like God wants to do a new thing and I think we're in a new thing yeah yeah 100% and I think that you know on the one side um, a lot of the times what happens is we just pretend like there is no wound where it's just like aren't you over that yet oh my gosh how many years ago was that aren't you over that and that's not good but on the other side I think sometimes we and again, if you think about it in terms of anybody you know who's overcome a life-altering injury, if they give in, if they say, this is what defines me now, I am a person in a wheelchair, or I am mm-hmm. a person who has you know, one arm missing, or I am a person who um, has forgotten how to, or, you know, can't speak because of a brain thing. If you let that define you, you're not gonna, I mean, you're not gonna thrive. Yeah. So I think on the other side, sometimes people let our, debilitating wounds define us and Mm -hmm. that's not good either so you don't want to be the guy you know standing at the top of the stairs looking down at the uh, person who might be constrained to a wheelchair going come on try harder but you also don't want to be the person who can't get out of bed after their injury because they're just like this is i'll never get over this this is just life now it reminds me of my my mother-in-law um she was once asked like because she's like a super joyful person and and uh, but she has MS and mm. she's in a wheelchair a lot. And, you know, she got MS young in her 30s. Mm. And uh, it she went from this vibrant buzzing around, like doing all this stuff, like super high energy to every day is a fight to, you know, 
And so she was asked, like, how do you have so much joy? And why are you so happy to be around? And, you know, going through so much and also losing her son, you know, at 18 years old and, and everything else. And and she, she just said, well, anyone can be miserable. <laughs> you know, and she was just like, you, you have to choose joy and you have to choose to be the kind of person, mm-hmm. you know, that people would want to be around and all that stuff. And so she, and she was honest. She goes, I'm not saying I don't have my moments of like, this sucks and all that stuff. But the reality was that she has chosen a different mindset and perspective and, and has now since witnessed to Lord knows how many people through the way she lives her life. Mm -hmm. And, and I mean, she's had like people, refugees, like name their kids after her and stuff like that, you know? So (laughs) like there, so there's her impact has been so immense. And, and I just think about that quite often because, you know, you and I, and uh, actually our whole staff, we were talking a lot about like even responsibility yesterday and, and we do it like we have to be responsible for this next step. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just just the reality. We have to we have to take on the responsibility of the different mindset, the different perspective of being like we're getting out of bed today mm-hmm. and we're doing these things. You know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Cool. Well, thank you all um, for bearing with us through this season as we just cannot ignore. <laughs> we just <laughs> simply can't talk about anything else. Um, we promise that, that, um, there's a new season coming up. We're going to cover, we've been talking about all sorts of stuff, you know, maybe doing a series on theology, maybe talking about meditation, talking about, um, just all sorts of like really cool topics and getting different um, folks in here to share their perspectives. But, um, right now, this is, (laughs) this is it. This is the, this This is is it. This is the end. Um, so if you have any, uh, questions, comments, concerns, quips, or quotes, you can email them to stay curious at uh, hillcityrva.com um, rate and review us and share the episode if you get a chance uh, it helps us to get other people in on the conversation and remember until next time stay, 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 stay.